Leviticus, the 19th or 16th chapter. We're dealing with this cloud, and we started on it Sunday. We know that the cloud is the word of God, and we know that that which is in the cloud is the power and his wisdom. It's shown in many different ways in the Bible as a pillar, as a bow. And I want to thank God for all he's doing for us. Uh, it's amazing the things that he's done, the way he's doing it. Main thing right now for us to do is just stay on the track. You don't want to miss the destination. Stay on the track. The viewers have reached over 10,000, probably 1,100, I mean 10,100 by now of viewers on the devotional page within the last six months. So pretty strong. We're gaining ground in that area. We're gaining ground in a lot of areas. The way God is working is amazing. And it's, a, it's just a good thing to know that God would use us the way that he's using us. And, and I'm glad about it. Humbled by it. I just want to see God just, I just don't want to see him do it for us, but I want some more to get involved and be a part of this great move of God. They always talk about a move of God. We're in a great move of God. A great move of God. Very serious move. And this word tonight is going to help us to, if we, if we receive it, it'll help us to stay in the position where we need to be because, you know, the greater the thing that are happening, the greater the adversity will come to try to take our mind off what God is doing for us. We do it. We do it. And we've gone over this time and time and time again, and you know, some of us are still allowing this to happen. But we gotta learn to fight a little harder. Yeah, I learned to find a little hard. But you know, it's all about what the person wants and where they want to go in God. But God wants us to go to Leviticus, the 16th chapter. I'm going to start out in verse 1 and verse 2. But the Lord wants to, uh, he really wants to bless us tonight in his word, he said, I'm going to show you my ways. And that's what we ask him to do, show us his ways. And we show, if he, we allow him to show us his ways, uh, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> It'll happen. It is happening. It is happening. See, you don't go down through just traveling in the spirit and things 
don't happen. Things happen when you travel down the right road with this thing. Something about spiritual knowledge that makes things happen. All in God's divine time. And the word of the Lord said in verse 16, Leviticus 16, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Moses being the deliverer, after the death of the two sons of Aaron, two of Aaron's sons died, whom they offered before the Lord, when they offered before the Lord, and died. Nadab and Abihu were the two sons of Aaron. Aaron means the brightness of God. They too died over here in Leviticus 10, verse 1 and 2. Go there with me and I'm going to show you what happened to them and why. Leviticus 10, verse 1 and 2. Are we there? Now the word of the Lord said, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered what kind of fire? Strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not to do. You see, Nadab and Abihu represents the liberal worshiper of themselves. You see. And a lot of times we like to worship God on our terms. That's what they were doing. And they were the builders of or the sons of Aaron, which are the builders of life. That's what they were supposed to be doing. But they took, notice what they did. They took of them. In other words, they took it into their own hands. What? His censer. Anytime you see that word censer or vessel or well, any type receptacle represents the soul. It's the soul of a man that contains things. This soul belongs to God. They took it up in their own hands, and they were going to offer up the, the, their own specific liberal way of worship to God. In other words, they were going to do like Cain. They were going to bring God what they wanted him to have of them, the way they wanted to do. But he had told them, fellas, don't do it. Don't bring a strange fire me. But what they did was they took of them his censer, his censer, and put fire therein. And then they put incense thereon because incense always represents love. But there's a earthly type love and then there's what we call an agape love, which is an unconditional love, which is the love that God so loved the world. That's the type of love that he used when he gave his only begotten son. So they took the love of themselves as incense. And they placed it on the altar of fire. And it was a strange fire. 
And what happened was, in verse 2 here, and there went out, see when they put it on there, and there went out fire from the Lord. Mm -hmm. See, they sent him a strange fire, which caused him to retaliate with a fire, because God is a what kind of? A consuming fire. So you see, you fight fire with fire, they sent the wrong kind of, kind of fire to God, and God sent one back. And it devoured them, the Bible says in verse 2, and they died right there before the Lord. That's what it says. First Corinthians tells us, 3.17 says that whosoever defiled, and that's what they did, the temple of God, the soul, the Lord himself shall do what? Destroy. And that's what he did. They drew first blood. Let's go back to Leviticus. Leviticus 16, verse 2. And the Lord said unto Moses. He didn't say it to Aaron. Look who he said it to. He said it to Moses. Because he didn't want Aaron to make the same mistake that his son would make. So the Lord said unto Moses, I want you to speak to Aaron thy brother. Pastor, I want you to speak to your brothers and your sisters. I want you to speak to them through this word about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and the way I'm going to do it. He says, speak to Aaron thy brother that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. You see, when he appears upon the cloud, in the cloud upon the mercy seat, what he's doing is he's making an atonement. So, when God is in the process of making an atonement in us, look what he tells uh, Moses to tell Aaron. He said, I want you to speak to him and tell Aaron, your brother, your sister, come not at all times into the holy place within the veil. Now the veil is a secret, a sacred screen that's not to be broken. So he tells him, he says, now, I want you to tell him now, when I'm in here on this mercy seat, making an atonement for people's souls, I don't want to be in work. That's what he tells him. I don't want you coming up in there with your sin when I'm trying to atone your soul. So I want you to tell your brother what I said, because that's why I killed his son. Because they came up and they interrupted me while I was on that mercy seat, that's a dangerous place to mess with God at. God's word is true. God said, I want you to teach him the movement of the cloud because we're moving people. We're moving. We're moving. Don't worry about what you don't see. Don't worry about what you see. Just continue to do what God Telling you to do the way that God is telling you to do and watch God manifest it. 
watching manifest it. Too bad some ain't gonna make it with it. That's the same. See, that's, if there's anything that I'm sad about, church, is some ain't gonna make it with it. Not because they couldn't, not because we didn't want them to, but they jumped off the train. It ain't no technique. Get, get on the caboose and walk. If you got to get on the caboose of that train and start walking, at least you're on the train, and start walking toward that conductor who is Jesus Christ, eventually, if you keep walking, you're on the train. Just stay on the train and keep walking toward the head where the conductor is. That's all you got to do. Now, each, each one of them cars that you go through, you're going to discover something new about yourself. You will. You will. By and by, as the old folks would say. So he tells him now, he said, look, I don't want this veil to be interrupted. I don't want you doing that. Because I don't want you to die to the spirit. So you let him know. So we go over here to Leviticus. 13, because we're still traveling in this and with this cloud. And Leviticus 16, verse 13 says, And he, Aaron, the brightness of God. John 1, 4 says that in him, in him was light, and that light was the light of men. In him was light, and that light was the light of men. That's Aaron, the brightness of God. The Bible says in Matthew 5, verse 14, that we are the children of light. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. So Aaron is a representation of that light. So he says, and he shall put, who shall put incense upon the fire before the Lord? Amen. You see, if in him was life, and that life, which is found in Jesus Christ, is the light of all men, then it's that light in us that God gives us. That's what's supposed to place that incense upon that altar. You see, them boys was trying Nadab and Abihu were trying to be the light themselves. You see, they were authorized to do that that way. We're not authorized to serve God when we want to and how he wants to. We'll miss God's calling because God is moving. And only those of us who are spiritually challenged by this thing will be able to see and understand, okay, I really don't want to lose this move, not this season, mm -mm. because it goes from one season to another season to another season to another season, and God got something for us in each one of those seasons, but we have to do something first. We'll get to that. Word of the Lord says in Verse 13, Leviticus 16, 13, and he shall put, it's the lighter that's in us, shall put 
the incense upon the fire of the Lord. That incense is, represents the love. That the cloud of the incense. That the cloud of the incense. That is, may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony. That he die not. Well, first of all, this cloud of the incense which covers the mercy seat is found in 1 Peter 4, where it says, love covers a multitude of sins. That's what the cloud is there for. Look where it's at, on the mercy seat. It's there to give us mercy. That's why it doesn't like to be interrupted, because it's doing a great thing in our behalf. So it says that when this cloud of the incense, when it covers the mercy seat that is upon the testimony, he says that man won't die. Aaron won't die. The testimony is the witness. You see, everybody is a witness to what Jesus has done in our lives. Everybody is a witness to what Jesus is doing in our lives and in this ministry. Everybody is. Everybody. And, God, and what's so ironic about it is that God has people. Here it is, a, a, a group of people that's over 90 churches spending money to take care of us. That's awesome, people. I say, people that's over 90 churches, that's a lot of churches to be over. Spending money, running ads in a magazine on our behalf because they call us the prelude to the fact. They see what we're doing. They understand what we're doing. And they're willing to invest in what we're doing. Somebody say we got clout. If God be with you, what man can be against you? It don't make no difference. All you got to do, you see, it don't take, that's what I keep trying to tell people, it does not take a lot of people to do nothing. All you need is one that's willing. Say, Dr. Jack, oh, you don't hear me. You don't hear what I'm saying. You don't hear what I'm saying. See, see, we always think it's got to be a whole bunch of folk. No, it's just got to be the right one with the Jack and with the will to bless you. That's all. All you need is one dog trunk in your life. You can say bye-bye to all them other death rows you know. Forget them. You need those. Huh? Because God said in his word, now make friends with mammals of unrighteousness. In other words, make you some friends with some folks that's got some money. Make no good whether they saved or not. That's your job to go and try to get them saved. It's their job to give you the money for thinking about them enough to get them saved. See, after, you, after people got money, they realize that, hey, it's something else I need. Now, where am I going to get it from? You got what they need. So, hey, let's make an exchange. 
I'm trying to tell you something. You won't have to, you won't have to work no more. They'll do you just, and they'll pay you just because they believe in you. And people be wondering, how does he do this? Huh. Shut up. Squirrel don't care where he's taking his nip. Understand what I'm saying? But now, if you go over here to Numbers, because we're going to get somewhere in a minute here. I'm going to teach you something here through the Holy Ghost tonight. And it's going to get good here in a minute. Numbers 9, 15, and 16. Let's go there, because all we're doing is walking. Numbers 9, 15, and 16. We too best to be running around here stressed. Somebody say it. Amen. Run around here all stressed out. For what? Hmm. I woke up this morning. I'm praying in I wouldn't wake out sleep. Anybody ever been sleep but conscious? You know, everything is going on. And I'm caught up in the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible does say praying in the Holy Ghost. And I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And I'm a tree. And, and, and I could feel the ingredients coming through the roots of me. Where I was in heaven, in that soil of heaven, and that kingdom was just feeding me. And I just, oh God. I was hooked up. Messed up. Had to go in there and sit in my chair, in my office, just sit there. You know, just sit there. Because I don't want to leave that. You know, that thing is good. Sometimes that thing gets real good when you enter in. When you truly enter in. But you think, and I'm going to be around here raising sand and all stressed out because dysfunction. If you don't want the goodness of God, that ain't my problem. I ain't taking that on no more. I'm not tripping. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We got too much to do, church. God, too good. To... <laughs> Don't you? I'm trying to tell you. Look at Now, 15 and 16 says, number nine. And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, that means on the day that this vessel is resurrected or reared up or saved. The cloud, which is the word of God, look what it does. It covers us, does it not? When we get saved, does not the word of God cover us? The cloud covers the tabernacle, mainly the tent of the testimony. In other other words, the tent represents our mind. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. That testimony is in our mind. And once we are resurrected in the Lord. And at evening, that was upon the tabernacle as it were appearance of fire until the morning. You see, God will always show uh, his light as a fire for us to go by. His word is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet in the nighttime, the evening area, the nighttime when we don't see so well. And that word will remain a light for us until we get that breakthrough, the morning that we're looking for. That's what it's saying there. It says it remains like that until the morning. And so it was always. The cloud covered it by day because it's required. It's ordained to do that. Covered what? The tabernacle. Once it's reared up. And the appearance of fire by night. You can bet when you're going through Whatever it is that we go through, 
the challenges that we go through. Because y'all know sometimes they just come out of nowhere, right? Sometimes you wake up with just, just is okay. You know, everything is nice, you know, and then all of a sudden something gets you with a Larry Holmes jab, you know, and knocked you back into yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And you can't but God said that during those times, the light of my word is going to be with you. See, that's what we got to remember. We've got to remember who we are and whose we are. We've got to remember that when things get us, we got to remember who to run to. See, we forget. That's what I'm saying. See, when things hit us, we forget who to run to. We run in the wrong direction. We, yeah, we run toward the thing called fear. When we should run toward our covering, God, because he's already said in his word. See, that's why it's so important that we have the word expounded to us so that we can understand during these times of hardship what it means in God's word to hear him. So that when we're moving with God through all the dangers and toils and snares, when we're moving with God, and we can remember that, okay, his word is a light unto my path and a light and a lamp unto my feet. So regardless of what this thing looks like, I've got to remember. And when you can't remember it, if we, because the book says, where there is no counsel of people's faith or fault. So when we can't remember, but in the multitude of counsel, we're faithful. So when we can't remember because of whatever it is that's hitting us, if we're in the past, somebody will remind us of what we need to be thinking about. So the Lord is good to us. He really is good to us. 10, 12, number. 10, 12. So the word of the Lord says, And the children of Israel, they done what? Took their journey out of the wilderness of Sinai, which is the place of enmity. The Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. Enmity means enemy. See, the law was an enemy to us. Sinai is where they got the law. God said, look, I'm going to move you out of that place of enmity, and I'm going to, that's what the Lord did to you, and that's why I'm going to move you from Sinai to Mount Paran, which is that place of beauty and glory through the grace of God. Beautiful situation, Psalm 48.2. A joy in all the earth is Mount Zion, the city of the living king in the sides of the north. North being your mind, your conscience of who it is and what it is that we're dealing with. You're conscious of who you are and whose you are. You're conscious of the fact that during your nighttime season, the light of God is still there to shine for you according to his word, according to his word, according to his word. Now, the word of the Lord says, Numbers 11, and, 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 and look what happens here, verse 12, yeah, before I go there, that same verse, uh, Numbers uh, 10, 12, it says, And the children of Israel, they took their journeys out of the wilderness, the wilderness of Sinai, that place of enmity with God, and the cloud, look what, the, look what it did, it rested 
in the wilderness of Paran, that place of beauty and glory. And that's what God wants to do. God wants to take us away from Mount Sinai into Mount Paran. He wants to take us away from the law of judgment into the mercy and the love of his grace. You cannot see the beauty that God has in a person under the law, through judgment, judgment. You won't see it. That's why the Bible says, don't know no man by the flesh. But you know him by the spirit. That's where grace comes in at. When you see him in the spirit, see, you don't see the other. You don't see in grace what you see in the law. In the law, you see judgment. In grace, you see mercy. You understand? You got, you, you, you got to understand now. Don't let nobody put you under the law. No, no, you mean you, you take your judgment over there. Let's go grace. Because that's where the beauty is shown at. Numbers 11, 25. Numbers 11, 25 says, And the Lord came down in a what? In a word. <laughs> that's what he does. Every time we get together, he come down in a word. And he spake unto him, and took of the spirit that was upon him, talking about Moses, and gave it unto the seventy elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not see. See what God did here? God would take the spirit. And place it on the leader. Then he'll take that same spirit that he has on the leader and he'll place it on the congregation to carry out his will. See, this spirit that's on me is from God. And now it's been passed on to y'all. That's why y'all doing what y'all doing, the way that y'all doing it. That's why. You know, because now, as, 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 as Reverend Harris said the other day, he said that we were joined together as a family. You see, and in a family, you all have the same spirit. You join together. You understand what family means? You see, you can't do this if you're not family. It won't work. See, without family, who do you turn to? You got to have family. You gotta be a part of it, see? Because family is what keeps the house going. Amen. Everybody working, pulling their car. You see what I'm saying? So the spirit that's on that God has placed on me, just like He did in the Bible, and then He placed it on the elders. And what did they do? They did the same thing Moses did. They prophesied. In other words, they taught. That word prophesy means to teach. So when you go out there, it's the same spirit. And what we learn from God, that you learn from the pulpit, you teach to the people out there. That's how that goes. See, your ministry, your real ministry is out there to pull them in. And the only way you pull them in is by opening your mouth to the goodness, not talking about, well, I don't like what they're doing over there. And you are part of the church. You kill your own self. When you do that, you don't never go against your home. That's the craziest thing in the world to do. So when we're out there, we've got to be conscious, even though it be something that we might not agree with or go 
But at the same time, we don't kill homes because we don't, we're going by our feelings and not by what we know we ought to be doing by our right. So you see, when we're going out there, we all need to be in the same spirit. They were all of the same spirit of Moses and they prophesied the same voice. So it echoes from heaven on me. I echo it to you. You echo it to the world. That's how it works. It's the same spirit. And the spirit came from God. It ain't got nothing to do with a man. Trust me on that. You can trust me on that. So, this is what happened. Matthew, 13th chapter. Now, I'll be closing here in a minute. I'm going to drop something on you right quick. Matthew, 13th chapter. <clears throat> Verse 14. 13. Give me a minute here. Matthew 13. Verse 6. Ability to lie. It's Matthew, yes, 13. You know, the devil, you think no good. I want you to read with me Matthew, the 13th chapter, verses, uh, verses uh, 45 and 46. Can you, can you do that with me? Look at the word. Look what the word says there. The word of God says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant seeking a goodly purse. Y'all see it there? Okay. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold it all that he had, and he did what? He bought it, did he? All right. Now watch this. In the Bible, it speaks about when a man finds the kingdom of heaven. One of the parables there is the kingdom of heaven is like a man that finds a treasure in a field. And when he found this treasure in the field, this is what he did. He had to buy the whole field. Bible says he bought the whole field. Now, when you buy the field, the treasure is there. Now, when you buy the field, that means you got to buy everything that's in the field. The rocks, the hard dirt, the predators, the rodents, the mosquitoes, the flies, the grasshoppers, you, you catch me. But now the pearl is there, the treasure, right? All right, all right, but you got to buy the field now. Now after you buy the field, you got to work it. Now when you go to work it, that's when you discover the hardships that you run upon the predators, the snakes, the vipers, you know, all that good stuff. Am I making myself clear? Do you hear it? You got to buy this field, you got to work this field if you want that treasure. And it's going to be some difficult things in that field. That field is the field of life. You see, Moses, 
He knew that Israel was a treasure. But in order to get Israel that treasure, he had to buy the whole field where they were in Egypt. You understand what I'm saying? Now, and in order to get that treasure out of that field, he had to work Egypt. He had to work that field called Egypt with them plagues. He had to work it now. He had to work. He had to work that thing with them plagues and everything else. No, it just didn't come to him to get that treasure out of Egypt. He had to work that thing, you see. So we got to be willing, if we want the treasure that God got for us, then we got to be willing to buy the field, and then we got to be willing to work the field. You see, because in this field, we can't have no people. You understand what I'm saying? We can't have that. Nah, we just can't have it. You got to have long soldiers for this mission. When Moses went back down to Egypt before Pharaoh, the greatest leader in the world, and here was he with a with, with, with a staff. Let my people go. <laughs> I almost said something. But you think about this. Let my people go. You got a stick in your hand. You better have some faith in you when you do that. So he goes down there and he's talking to this man. Right? And this man is the king of the world. And then Moses, all dusty and raggedy and stinking, and been out there around all the mini goats and everything, and a beard and everything. He ain't clean. And this Egyptian here with all this gold on and all these diamonds and all this stuff, you know, and he got his harem around him, you know, and he's sitting there and he's looking at this man like, man, Moses, what are you talking about? And then Moses begins to work that field. You see, he starts off easy. So a snake stole his thing in nine and turned into a snake, the old magician. First thing y'all, that's a cheap magician trick. So the old sorcerer, he throw his down. But Moses' staff ate up. Moses' snake ate, they snake up. So each one of those miracles become more aggressive and more aggressive. And see, that's what God does. He plays with that devil. And then he lets that devil think he got it going, and then he plays with him again with a more aggressive play, you know. So Moses begins to work this miracle. He begins to work this field. And this field of the anointing, it brings forth that treasure that's in Egypt called Israel. You see, God has a treasure for us. But we got a battlefield, which we have. And now we got to work the field, which we're doing. Everybody ain't going to be able to handle it. You see? Everybody's not. Everybody's not going to be able to handle this thing. So what's going to happen is, is that there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some problems that come up. And, 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 and the, the Lord says over here in Numbers 12, 
Number 20, verse 5 through 11, and then I'm going to close. I'll be there. Now here was, here's Moses. And now Moses' own sister and brother, and you know Aaron is Egyptian. First Aaron, when the man's up there on 40 days up there getting the message from God, Aaron goes along with the people and they make a Moses cat. And Aaron's supposed to be left down there with him. He's free, right? Now, Aaron is a funny guy. I'm just like us. You know, right when his time is to step up to the plate, and, he, and eventually he learns to do that. But right when his time is to step up, he always do something stupid. Now, over here in the 12th chapter of Numbers, Miriam, Moses' sister, Aaron, his brother, Miriam, old Jezebel, she goes to run in her mouth. Aaron, instead of telling his sister, because he had already seen what Moses is about, and she had too, but Jezebel will start running her mouth about Moses. Aaron goes along with it. Now let's read about it. Numbers 12, verse 5. They raised the sand, uh-huh. And the Lord spake, verse 4 says, and the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, and to Aaron and to Mary, and he said, Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. See, they were in there messing with Moses, running in mouth with Moses. Yeah. Who told you? You did it. You know what I'm saying? Like Dathan and Cora and all in it got swallowed up, you know. Seemed like they were learning, don't you think? They were there looking at all of it. Knowing not to mess with that man. Verse 5 says, And the Lord came down in the what? Somebody said, Power of the cloud, power of the word power of the word. He came down and he stood in the door of the tabernacle. How many of y'all know that Jesus is the door? And this is the tabernacle? He says, I am the door. And he called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. Here he come. God called him. Here he come. Tell you, when God called you now. And he said, hear now my word. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make Myself known unto him in a vision, and was speaking to him in a dream. He said, "My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. In other words, when I say to Moses, you'll understand. It won't be in the darkness of a message, but it'll be explained to you." And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. He didn't say he'll behold him. He said the similitude. Wherefore then, were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? That's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have no fear about running your mouth against the one that I called to this, you just blatantly run your mouth I'm going to see about you. He said, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against him, and he departed. He left. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Mary became what? Oh, Jezebel. Oh, mouth one. Uh-huh. See, he should have told her to shut up. Hey. But he went along with it. But see, God knew who the couple was. He didn't bother anyone. He got that one that run that mouth. He got that mouth one, yeah, that mouth. He said, 
And behold, Marion became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Marion, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, now he won't holler him Moses. Now, alas, my Lord, now he won't call him Lord. You see what I'm saying, man? Remember, they was at the foot of the mountain. Oh, you don't want to talk to us no more, Moses. There they go again. They, just, they still ain't learned nothing. And Aaron said unto Moses, alas, my Lord, I beseech thee. Lay not thy sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. He said, let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried out unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days. And after that, let her be received in again. Put her outside the camp. She's leprous. So, saying that to say this, along this journey, which you've never been this way before, I haven't been this way before, all I'm doing is hearing God. The things that you do not understand, don't touch it. Leave it alone. It ain't your business. Thank you. Appreciate that. It ain't your business. It will only become your business when God says it's your business. You know why it's like that? Because Jesus said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You know why he said that? To keep Situations from arising because situations only rise when the individual is not ready and able and at that point of being able to understand what God is doing. That's why God don't tell the person back there before he tells me. He tells me first and as I follow him, I tell you. You see what I'm saying? That's how that works, you know. I didn't set it up that way. He set it up that way. But I've learned to do this. If I trust God, if we trust God, then we will continue to continue to see God do great and mighty things. And nobody will be able to discount what God's done. Y'all read that? Thing. At the bottom of it, it says sponsor. Did y'all see it? Did y'all see who sponsored this thing? Ain't it amazing? Ain't it amazing? I call them today. They say they're going to get the chairs. I say, well, what about the sound system? You got that too. You understand what I'm saying? You see, their success in 2012, the national, depends on a lot of them. Us. You understand where we are with this thing? These folk done took us under their wings. Now, that's an awesome thing. That's why whatever it is that we do, we got to do it with the excellence of the Spirit. Because when 2012 comes, if we're good enough, we can be on the program as one of those that's doing something in it besides just attending. You understand, but we can be doing it, you know what I'm saying? 
Because God has a plan that goes far beyond. Goes far beyond. You see, you don't go to a college game and the person that you need to see, you sitting on the road right there with them. And the next thing you know, you get a call and they tell you to be on television to promote something. That just don't happen. I could see if it was at a peewee game where they get that man But you don't go to a college game, D, and you look over there to your right, and you were just talking about the person. You know, my son was just talking about the person, just out of nowhere, calling those things out. But no, they don't know See, sometimes we be talking, and we don't even know what we're saying. And that be God moving in us. And we don't even know what's going on. And then you look over there, and he says, ain't that that man? And he about three or four people down from him. Ain't but about two people down from him. He about four down, four or five down from, from, from where I'm sitting. And I'm looking. And that's all I need. Once I find out that's him, see, that's my cue. That's it. No, that's it. That's it. I'm on it now. Once I see my cue, once you give me my cue, I look over there and say, where he at? He going to the bathroom. Well, I'm going to do Hey. Hey. I'm going to do that, that's how it happened. That's how it happened. See, see you, what I'm trying to say, you don't wait. They're talking about when you wait, somebody said, when we get somebody, I ain't waiting on nothing. See, see when, when my cue, I don't listen to nobody. When I hear my cue, I'm gone. Ain't no need to say nothing to me. Wife, you might well hurt. I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Because when I hear God, you see, ain't nothing nobody, ain't nobody can say to me. See, I'm gone. And I go up there before he gets to the bathroom, I catch him. He already up there, right? I walk right up to him. Bam, we talk. He said, oh, man. And make sure you tell him that you want to be on there when I'm hosting the show. I said, you got it. He said, yeah, I'm down with it. That's what he said. Before I could even get it out of my mouth, he said, I'm down with it. That's what he said, you know? And I come back down there and sit down and get out to him. I said, well, it's done deal. And then after that, he gave him the number, gave him the and I followed up. See, that's a thing called follow-up. You got to understand follow-up. So you see, see, so you see, that's why we're studying on the clock. You see, it don't make no difference what, what you've been through today, the hardships. It don't matter because you got to expect it. Church, you got to expect it. You got to understand what you, what area you done stepped off in. You done stepped off into an area that will make a difference. That's right. Satan ain't happy about that. So if you notice, Satan been attacking some of y'all families to the point where it caused some of them to not even show up no more. Now y'all, did y'all hear what I'm saying? But, I'm, but what I'm trying, I'm trying to teach y'all how what this devil does. See, that devil know that if he can disturb you from your family, he can try to knock you off your course from what you supposed to do in the kingdom. So what he's doing is he's going around picking on folks. That's all he's doing. So you're not the long soldier. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just you. So all you got to do is recognize, okay, I know what this is. I know what this is. I, I'm on the right path. Yeah, that's right. Amen. 
If he wasn't doing nothing to you, then you, you know you yeah, you question yourself, you know. But if he if he if all of a sudden all hell breaking loose, y'all yeah. saying that way. That's because you upsetting this demon in the atmosphere. You you you, 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 you messing with his kingdom. And when you start messing with the devil's kingdom, he gonna start messing with you. But the word of the Lord says that the light gonna be there always during your time of adversity. So God says, stand, stand in your calling. Let the devil laugh at him. When you see him acting a fool, just laugh at him. And if you laugh at that devil, and if you just pray to God about it, I guarantee you, God will work it out. Keep your lip off it and talk to God about it and watch what God do. Watch what he do. Just watch what he do. Somebody got to have the knowledge that it takes to stand as a man or a woman of God. Somebody. Somebody. And I've learned that when it comes to a family, first, that when one is down, the other one is up. And the one that's up is the one that's got to carry the message to God to get the prayer through. That's right. It's the same way with the church, the assembly group. It's the same way. We've got to learn how to cover each other, how to take care of each other. But you've got to also understand this. That we can't do nothing for nobody. They don't want to. They want to do it. Because uh, we'll be running at them folk and them folk won't be no care of nothing. And not, not, look, we're we, we going to stop doing that. We're going to stop doing that. I think you already have it. <laughs> the way you look. <laughs> we're going to stop doing that. You know why we're going to stop doing that? Because we're going to have to keep our eyes now focused on what God is doing. We ought not have to be calling folk unless they're sick or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But we ought not have to be calling folk trying to get them to come to the house of the Lord when they know that the best counsel is in the house of the Lord. Amen. We shouldn't have to do that. By now, everybody ought to know and be grown up enough in this thing to stand their ground. Everybody ought to be standing their ground now because we got too much to get done. And I ain't making no qualms about nothing about it. I'm telling you, we have got to stay focused. Because what the devil will do is the devil will have us worrying about this one over here ain't doing it, and this one over here ain't doing it. And, 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 and all that is is another ploy from Satan to take our mind off what we're supposed to do. Everybody that's got calling in here, hear me good. Every one of y'all leaders up in here, stand in your positions. Stand in them. Don't worry about the left, don't worry about the right. Stand in your position and make your calling and your election sure. And watch and see what God does. Because that's all God waiting on some folks that's going to stand up so that he can take them, usher us in like he's doing into that next place. When I look on that thing, man, and I see 10,000 folk done viewed and all this crazy stuff, I'm saying, God, it's crazy, crazy. 
in, 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 in a few months later, he looked back and his son went up another hundred and his son went up another hundred. And by the time from one week to the other, his son went up a whole thousand. You know what I'm saying? I said, that's crazy, man. You know, you done kept us into something. We done kept into something. And I just don't want to turn loose. I just don't want to turn loose. Because in my feelings and in my spirit, I feel that we've got so much power right now that, that, that God is so much on our side right now that he just wants to do it, it just I'm looking for any day that that, that that if he don't if, if he don't just get his church to us because we're not gonna buy it.